You're listening to the European Parliamentary Research Service podcast on the upcoming World Humanitarian Summit. On the 23rd and 24th of May 2016, representatives of world governments, business and civil society will meet in Istanbul to figure out how to best deliver aid to those who most need it. The EU has already showed its cards, but will the summit measure up to the challenges or will it turn into just another talking shop? Stay with us. On the eve of the World Humanitarian Summit, a gloomy consensus prevails. The humanitarian system is overwhelmed and improving it is literally a matter of life and death for millions of people. Today, in 2016, 125 million people are in desperate need of assistance. Half of these, about 60 million, have been forced to leave their homes due to conflict. And the truth is, unless we start being more generous, many of their calls will remain unanswered. In 2014, the world spent 21.5 billion euros on humanitarian activities. But the funding gap has reached 40% overall, and for countries such as Gambia, Senegal or South Sudan, the gap between available resources and needs is even wider. So solutions are needed, and fast. This is why, in addition to the funding gap, the first ever World Humanitarian Summit will address some of the most pressing reforms. Better coordination between UN agencies with overlapping responsibilities, integration of non-Western donors in the humanitarian system, better involvement of local NGOs. The urgency of compensating for the impact of counter-terrorism measures on humanitarian work, for example complicating transfers of funds, the need for innovative sources of financing and difficulties in assessing and delivering aid in conflict areas. The EU wants to use this opportunity to push for a global partnership for principled and effective humanitarian action. What does that mean exactly? It means humanitarian action should be guided by key principles such as reaffirming humanitarian values and principles, ensuring access to assistance by engaging in dialogue between the parties in conflict and enhancing the protection of the most vulnerable groups. It also means that we have to be more effective in our response through a general consensus on the basics of humanitarian effectiveness, more subsidiarity and solidarity with local actors, ensuring sufficient funding by involving new donors and partnering with the development community, especially in protracted crises. So what's the position of the Council and the European Parliament? In December 2015, the Council welcomed the Commission's communication and stressed the need to preserve the neutral, independent and impartial nature of humanitarian work. As regards the Parliament, MEPs called on the EU to promote a global consensus on humanitarian action, with humanitarian principles, obligations under international law and human rights-based protection at its core. But to MEPs, it's also important that words and deeds match up, so they want commitments made at the summit to be followed up, based on the five-year roadmap to be appended to the conclusions. The EP is also in favour of reforming the UN to help strengthen the international humanitarian infrastructure and stresses the need to ensure coherence between the different international frameworks in place, such as the Sustainable Development Goals and the Paris Agreement of the UN Climate Change Conference, both agreed last year. So what can we expect from the summit? Well, a collective commitment to safeguarding humanitarian access and respect for international humanitarian law is likely to be one of the key outcomes of the summit. As for the funding gap, the report by the high-level panel on humanitarian financing points at several innovative solutions to bring in new donors, such as a voluntary solidarity levy and the use of Islamic social finance. But one of the main challenges will be to translate all the multi-stakeholder discussions on disparate topics into one coherent agenda to drive action. 
Despite the openness of the consultation process, some observers have already expressed disappointment at the lack of coherence, focus and achievable targets shown so far. For Médecins Sans Frontières, one of the leading NGOs in the humanitarian health sector, the consultation process has failed to go beyond merely technical solutions. And some fear that despite the EU's efforts to push for a shared understanding of humanitarian action and priorities, the migration crisis and the refugee hosting deal it secured with Turkey will loom large over the summit. What's sure is that millions will be waiting for the outcome of the first ever World Humanitarian Summit, including us here at the European Parliamentary Research Service. You're listening to the European Parliamentary Research Service podcasts. 